1: Hey there Mums aware the listeners, pretty excited about this week's episode, it's our episode on hypnobirthing which I know is going to get a lot of downloads as it's a topic that has come up time and time again and you've asked me to do an episode on it and here we are. So my guest is in the, was someone who was in the first training of hypnobirthers in Australia and has made herself a name... Um, In the field, It was a complete pleasure to interview her and uh, well she's got many qualifications including a diploma of clinical hypnotherapy, a degree of applied science in occupational therapy, she's a kinetics practitioner and accredited hypnobirthing practitioner and a sleep talk uh, for children coach. She's got a keen interest in all aspects of natural health and well-being, energy medicine, human consciousness and bringing more common sense and kindness to the planet. Alison's interest in energetic healing is often incorporated into her work through the use of Reiki, kinegetics and acupressure techniques, including EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique. She's got three adult children and two adorable grandchildren. She lives in Melbourne's eastern suburbs and runs a natural health center with 15 practitioners, an extensive range of classes, including hypnobirthing. She's one of Melbourne's leading hypnotherapists and she's the owner of Simple Simply Natural Therapies. I know you're going to love this episode. It was, um, it was really great that we could nut out all the ins and outs of hypnobirthing and ask lots of questions that I know many of you have. Enjoy the episode.
2: So, Alison, tell us a
0: little bit about yourself. I'm so excited to have you on this episode. Thanks, Kaz. It's fantastic to, um, to be here. So, I'm, uh, I'm a mum. I've had three babies, naturally, and uh, I'm a nana. So, I've got two grandbabies who are just adorable. Um, I originally started as a, an occupational therapist, and then about 20 years ago, learned hypnotherapy, so I've been in private practice as a hypnotherapist since then, and I run a natural health centre, so I've got a team of about 15 practitioners and a classroom and a shop, and we do all sorts of fantastic things.
2: Wow, so obviously living a very full life, uh, even just with the practice, I can imagine.
0: Yeah, absolutely, so finding time to uh, get, get some exercise and spend time with my grandbabies, um, that's always important to me. So, yeah, just working on that balance in life is, is sometimes a challenge.
2: Now, I'm really excited to get into this episode. This is our hypnobirthing episode for all the listeners out there that you've been waiting for and uh, asked me to do. So, really, let's just get into it. I'd love to hear really what led you down that path to to what you're doing today, so that we can set a little bit of the of the story
0: for the listeners. Mm, sure. Um, I d- developed an interest in natural birth from quite a young age. I was late teens, early 20s, and my sisters were having babies. And my mum was a nurse, and she had a book on the shelf called um, Childbirth Without Violence, Birth Without Violence by Frederick Le um, And I read that, and it was the first time I'd ever kind of got a, an idea of the importance of birth to the baby and how the baby's affected by birth. So he was a big advocate for very gentle birth, a quiet birth, dim lights, and really honouring the the soul of this precious little baby coming into the world um, and seeing it from the baby's perspective. And there's some amazing video footage of of Boya births where these babies are just born so beautifully and so gently. Um, there's one where he's actually massaging the baby after the birth, newborn baby, and you can see this baby just totally relax and it ends up smiling. It's just quite remarkable. Oh, magical. Yeah. So, um, so that was my kind of first interest in natural childbirth and then... When I was um, working at a hospital, there was a doctor at the hospital who was studying hypnosis and she was looking for guinea pigs to practice on. So I put my hand up and I had uh, an experience of hypnosis, which was quite mind blowing actually. I was was amazed by how powerful it was, how great I felt and how hypnosis can have such an incredible uh, uh, kind of a direct connection with the body. Um, and so I had a fascination for hypnosis, and worked in mental health for a long time. So always interested in people and how minds work and that kind of thing. And then when I had my when I had my babies, my first pregnancy, I thought I would love to have hypnosis for the birth. And I made balls, and I actually rang that practitioner, and she wasn't available. Um, and rang a couple of other people, and it wasn't a common thing then; it was pretty much unheard of. And people thought I was a bit cuckoo, but um, I just knew that hypnosis was had the ability to take me into a whole other space. And I I ended up not being able to find anyone. And I thought, well, I'll just do some self-hypnosis. I will practice deep relaxation. And I was actually teaching relaxation at the time um, where I was working. So I knew how to really physically relax my body. And so I, I did that through the birth. I focused through each contraction. I actually took in the kitchen clock and focused really um, really intent focus on the second hand of the clock with each contraction and that, that gave me my focal point and my concentration, and I can't say it was pain-free, but it certainly helped me feel very in control, and I know that a, a contraction only takes 60 seconds. Typically, it's only 60 seconds, so what I would do when I was having a contraction was look where the second hand was, look directly opposite that. Focus on whatever that number was, and just watch the second hand gradually tick towards that number. And I knew as soon as I'd gone through that first thirty seconds, it the, the sensation would ease and it would be easier. So really, all I needed to do was have that intense focus and relaxation for that that thirty seconds, and that would reach the peak, and then it would ease. So I I got through my all all the births of my babies, my three babies. Naturally, no medication, no big noises, <laughs> no struggle, um, and felt incredibly empowered and, and just, yeah, it was a wonderful experience. And I think birth can be a peak experience for women, um, but so many women don't have the strategies to learn how, to know how to manage it. So when I heard about hypnobirthing, I thought, wow, this is what I've been looking for. And that was many, many years later after my babies were born. But um, I thought, I really want to know about this and um, fell in love with it. And I was actually in the first class of when hypnobirthing was taught in Melbourne, um, which was, I think it was about 2002, 2004. I'm not sure I've been teaching it for quite a long time. Um, and yeah, been teaching it ever since. Amazing.
2: Well, I mean, the transformation—you touched on a few things there. The transformation into motherhood—it's not—it's not to be uh, taken lightly. That whole, yeah, that whole process, and um, you know, really, really, it changes you.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's a rite of passage. It's a rite
2: of passage. And and, and when you and when it goes well, there's such empowerment. And to hear, you know, obviously that's a driving force for you to have that happen Mm. three times. I mean, of course you want that for other people. Mm. Um, You know, amazing story that it wasn't even around at the time. So basically you were hypnobirthing without knowing what hypnobirthing really was or or (laughs) wasn't nowhere near what hypnobirthing really is.
0: Well, it was was similar but I – what I would do differently now that I know hypnobirthing is actually use that process much more during the surge, during it, and we call it surge rather than contraction. Um, so during that, uh, that contraction rather than – or as well as relaxing between the contractions. So I was very good at relaxing between contractions, very focused during them. But what we teach our mums during hypnobirthing is to really relax through the whole process. And to actually, it's almost like putting in a post-hypnotic suggestion that at the beginning of every surge we'll take them into that really relaxed state and they slow down their breathing and they're very focused and visualising in a way that's going to be really helpful for the baby. Um, And so, yeah, very, very powerful process.
2: So it's like they go
0: into their bubble at that
2: point um, or is there um, a different level of consciousness? I mean, I, I just want to sort of, if we can highlight what is helpful about hypnosis as compared to, let's say, visualization techniques or or other relaxation techniques, what is what is the difference for the listeners out there?
0: Yeah, hypnosis is a way of actually really quietening or putting aside or, or um, minimizing the interference of the conscious mind and really working with the subconscious, which has a direct connection with the body. And <clears throat> so, excuse me. So hypnosis can actually um, change your perception of the sensations of your body in, in a way that your conscious mind can't possibly do. So when that conscious mind is, is you know put aside and you're do- communicating or, or your partner is directly communicating or the hypnotherapist directly communicating with the subconscious part of the mind, those suggestions talk straight to the body. Now just a very an amazing example of that is a a catalyst show I saw of a woman having surgery with just hypnosis, no anaesthetic, but she was having deep abdominal surgery and she felt nothing. So actually I I tell a lie. She said she felt as if the incision was like a pencil line being drawn across her her abdomen. Um, So you cannot do that just with relaxation or meditation or visualising. It really accesses a different part of the mind. And in, and is that something that in, I
2: guess, a class that you'd be already practicing that all the way through? I mean, if you could just lead us through what happens if I sign up for a hypnobirthing class, what, what you know, from, you know, when I sign up to the birth, um, the day of the birth or the night of the birth, what would have mm-hmm. I have done to prepare me in that sort of phase?
0: Yeah, we, we ask mums to come a good couple of months before they're due, and so they will have really regular practice between the, the time they do the classes, and we run four or five classes with them, two, two-and-a-half-hour classes, so they get lots of experience actually being guided into hypnosis and and kind of verifying that, yes, they are in hypnosis rather than just deep relaxation so there's some ways we can tell that and that they can tell so that they know, yes, this is actually working for them. Um, and they will then practice with using a CD, practice together with their partner. So we actually teach the partners how to induce a trance. Um, and so they're to you know if mum needs it on the day rather than just using self-hypnosis her partner can actually go through an induction technique and get her into a trance and we also teach the partners all of the the specific suggestions to use through the birth and and so they will have daily practice which of course is fantastic through the birth um sorry through the pregnancy to help mum feel feel well and relaxed through the you know those last few months of the pregnancy
2: So it's actually like silencing, you know, all those thoughts and bringing you, I would say, more into the parasympathetics, if I could bring a little bit of neurology into it, and getting out of the fright flight, being chased by a tiger, which is not going to obviously allow us to dilate and birth a child if we feel under threat. Is that kind of... You know, absolutely, means, right? yeah,
0: okay. yeah, absolutely, um, and and of course the other things that hypnosis can do that you, it's it can be tricky to do just with visualization and to just do independently is clear all the the programming the fearful conditioning about birth. So um, it, we do a couple of very powerful processes through the class that help people locate the specific incidents you know the memories the events where they learned to fear birth and you'd be hard pressed to find a, a woman in australia who didn't have some fear of birth it's just part of our culture well, and even all the if movies fear of see the
2: unknown
0: is it i mean mm. yeah yeah uh yes yeah, pre- pretty specifically fear of birth you know you look at our culture and all of the the movies that we see portraying birth and it they'll Screams and there'll be pain, and um, you know, it, it, it seems as if there's pain. Um, so I remember going through that process when I actually first did the training in that first course, we went through that, um, the, what we call the fear release process. Uh, And I was really surprised at a couple of memories that popped up spontaneously for me that I never would have thought of consciously. Um, Memories like watching cowboy movies with my dad when I, I would have been seven or eight. And... When a baby was being born in one of these movies, there would be screams coming from the bedroom. Dad would be off boiling the water. And eventually a baby would appear in someone's arms at the bedroom door, you know, and it's a boy or it's a girl. And so before I even knew how babies were made or how they were born, I knew that having a baby was painful. And so that was just programmed into my subconscious to expect pain. There was another uh, memory that popped up. Of being in a sex education class when I was probably thirteen, and it was a very graphic movie of a birth, and it horrified me. I was quite traumatized by that, and I wonder if um, secretly they were trying to put us off, you know, having sex at a young (laughs) age. (laughs) Um, But but I didn't know that those fears were there in my subconscious until I did this process, and then of course the process is a way of clearing them and releasing them so that they don't kind of sneak up to, to bite you on the day.
2: Oh, no, you definitely need to deal with all these uh, thoughts and uh, mm. fears well and truly before or, or old traumas around the, around birth, for sure. Yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely. And and that process is also a fantastic way for mums to clear trauma of a, a prior birth. So we do get quite a few mums who come to us who have had a very traumatic first birth and are fearful of that next birth um and so going through that process they can then heal that story and um yeah it's, it's really really effective so obviously
2: hypnobirthing i mean i hear it more and more uh, i didn't i didn't have my babies in australia but i hear about it a lot more and i guess there's some sort of trademark on the name so if i was doing hypnobirthing let's say with someone else would i also be getting those clearing like is it sort of a standard course i'd be getting that clearing those uh, past traumas or Past views around birth, um, uh, um, that teaching as well. Yes. Would I expect the same thing from another hypnobirthing teacher.
0: Absolutely. That's so, um, yeah, there's a set curriculum, yeah. and um, yeah, it's it's fantastic. So hypnobirthing was developed by Marie Mongan in the states, and so it's taught in many countries around the world now. It's actually a good idea to look for um, the gold seal, the hypno birthing gold seal on people's websites um and and that means yeah, they, just, they
1: continue their studies or they, I'm yeah are means certified yeah and they
2: have to stay up to date or what, what are we looking for with that golden that's seal? right
0: yeah it's okay. actually well it's like yeah it's like a seal it's called a gold gold seal golden seal um for the hypnobirthing institute okay. and so yeah that that indicates that people are currently registered with the hypnobirthing association
2: yeah yeah and is it something that anyone would ever bring their partner to the class?
0: Absolutely. That's um, encouraged and really helpful. So if they can't bring um, their partner, to bring a support person. And we sometimes have dads and um, doulas coming along so that they can support the mum really well through the birth. So it's the role of the dads is really, really important actually. And the feedback from dads is fantastic that they – they know what's happening through the process. They understand what's actually happening to the body. And that's that's a big part of clearing the fear of just getting that understanding of the anatomy of the uterus and how it works so beautifully through birth and that women's bodies aren't defective and birth is not a medical event. So sometimes, um, you know, initially dads think, oh, it's, it's her thing. I'll just let her go and do her thing. But once they come along to the class, and they get that understanding initially of, of why it's so important to help a mum feel relaxed and safe, they understand that their role is actually to hold the space so that mum can actually do her thing, so that she can go internally and she can totally relax and feel feel protected. And as I said, we teach dads how to induce trance. You know, if mum's losing concentration, um, then then dad can actually do a quick induction, you know, the one, two, three, click your fingers, sleep now thing, which is quite remarkable. And, um, yeah, they, they feel really involved. They, they know what to do. They know what to say on the day.
2: So essentially it's almost like a doula birth where, from what I understand, a lot of dads are concerned, will they actually have a role to play, will they be involved, but actually the doula mm. involves them more so. You're basically saying birthing is giving them more to do or, or feeling more um, that they're in the process too. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And so if they're in going into hypnosis from what I think you said, it's more around the time of the surge or the contraction, let's say for 60 seconds. So it could be that they're very awake and alert um, as I'm just assuming between those contractions and then they go back into their space um, or the, um, the inner birthing space at the contraction time or are they generally in that space all their time?
0: Um, initially in that space during the surges so in and out of trance um, through that 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 first part of the the labor Um, and then towards the end of labor a lot of mums just like to stay in that space so and just enjoy that relaxation between surges and of course another thing that that hypnosis can do and those hypnotic suggestions prior to the birth are to change your perception of time so that that 60 seconds of a surge feels like it's very quick and then that three minutes or so between surges feels like if you've got all the time in the world to just relax and regroup and and your perception of time becomes quite distorted, as you know, through birth for, for most women. But with those hypnotic suggestions, you can change it to be very advantageous. So it feels as if the surge has passed really quickly, and also the other aspect, the other phenomenon with hypnosis is amnesia. So you could we could, we also kind of create the suggestion that um, you know once the surge has passed, it'll be just quickly forgotten.
2: And what about in the pushing phase, for example? What is that also where you'd be in trance, or
0: that's? Yes, yeah, you can certainly be in trance and still be very active, and. During that pushing stage, we teach them a different type of breathing, um, and also use, using visualization very powerfully during that stage. So imagining, you know, everything opening and releasing and letting go. Yeah. And I, um, I actually had one mum. She didn't do the full hypnobirthing course, but she had had a very, very traumatic birth. Nine years ago, it had taken her nine years to get the courage up to have another child, which was pretty amazing. Um, and I actually did two hours with her. I talked her through the bare basics of hypnobirthing. And she was very, very close to being Jew, which is why she couldn't do the entire course and she read the book that night. She listened to the CDs the next day, and then the next night she went into labour. Amazing. She, she did. Um, she did. You know everything I taught her, but she just kept repeating the word "release," "release," "release." And she had her baby. I think she, she said it was two hours and no pain, no stitches, no intervention. She was just. She was thrilled. She was absolutely delighted. So um, we had to do some serious work to clear the trauma of the first birth. But once that was done, she could just totally relax and let her body um, do what it's designed to do.
2: Almost like a mantra, in a way.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. And what so type of women? Real- what type of women tend to show up for these classes or
0: sign up? So we have two two types of women, and one are those that are very anxious. Like I said, those who have had a difficult first birth or have, you know, got a head full of those stories that women love to tell about their awful birth birth experiences. Um, and so the very anxious ones come along, and also the mums that are into natural health anyway. You know the who are very keen on having a natural birth and, you know, eating well and exercising well and and often um, more more enlightened and aware spiritually. So we have those two kinds of mums and the, the course is designed for, for everyone, really. So it's fantastic to see those mums who are very, very anxious at the beginning, at the end, so looking forward to the birth. and And I have had mums who have said... Because they went into such a beautiful space during the birth that the labour actually wasn't long enough. They would have happily gone on longer. <laughs> and I find that a bit amazing.
2: <laughs> I can kind of appreciate that myself, though. I I had pretty quick births, and it was like, oh, okay. Mm. You know, you have. I mean, we. I've had all these uh, ingredients to make a cake and the candles, and yeah. then, you know what I thought we then we didn't get to any of that. <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah. I often find that the mums don't have time to, you know, put on their music and do their, get their oil burner happening and that kind of thing. What, what's been, happened with a lot of mums is that they feel very relaxed and calm at home and um, tend to get to the hospital very, very shortly before the birth. But the midwives, it's actually improved now, but the midwives tend to underestimate how far progressed a mum is when she's doing hypnobirthing because she's not distressed. She will just close her eyes, relax, breathe very slowly through each contraction. Um, And so the midwives think, oh, you've got ages to go yet. Uh, And so many, many of these um, mums, they have their babies very soon after they get to the hospital and take the midwives by surprise.
2: Almost as if they should arrive with a, I've done hypnobirthing sticker or something like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's true. And, um, and, and do people come and never do the course a second time?
0: Yes, we actually offer a refresher. So people can do the whole course or they can do um, just the second half of the course. So the first half is more about the theory for us and um, so the practical uh, processes. For the, uh, happen in the second half of the course so if you know mums, we find that that works really well I understand and um,
2: my other question was um, is it something that you would then be able to use after the birth is it a skill that is applicable for I don't know something else
0: yeah, absolutely. I actually just had a mum who'd done really, really well with the hypnobirthing, and she a week in, after having her bub, she was finding the lack of sleep was a bit of a, uh, uh, a problem for her um, and also milk production. So I actually gave her a recording, just affirmations for getting off to sleep quickly, sleeping deep, peaceful sleep, and her body providing everything that her baby needs. And so she already understood the process of hypnosis and just used those affirmations. Um, So... Just staying relaxed, having that ability to take yourself into self hypnosis is a fantastic skill for anything, really, for all sorts of things in life. And to stay cool, calm, and collected when you're parenting—you know, if you've got a, a three-year-old who's driving you nuts—just to be able to sit quietly and center yourself, settle yourself, take yourself into that quiet place is such a, a wonderful thing to be able to do. And so, and so.
2: Where where does the difference lie, just to be really clear for listeners, between that
0: hypnosis or self-hypnosis
2: and meditation?
0: So hypnosis is taking yourself into a a much deeper state of mind where the suggestions that you make to yourself, whether it's, you know, those that self-talk or affirmations that you might be listening to or the suggestions actually go directly into the subconscious part of the mind, which has, as I said, that direct communication with the body and it just reprograms you at that much deeper level. So, So hypnosis... Has, there, there are actually three key things that are important with hypnosis um, when it comes to childbirth. And, and one was that changing the perception of sensations, which you you can create a, certainly a sense of well-being and relaxation and comfort with meditation. But to actually change your perception of sensations is much more powerful with yeah. hypnosis.
2: Yeah, yeah. So- Then, oh, sorry, yeah, there were three things,
1: sorry.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Um, and then clearing the fear, which we've talked about. So actually accessing um, underlying fears, memories, stories, it's not so easy to do that with meditation, whereas in that hypnotic process, stories will pop up spontaneously that they pop up to be cleared. So that's, yeah, that's a really interesting process. And then the mind-body connection, so that direct communication with the body and and the ability in that trance state to visualize the muscles relaxing and all of the things that um, happen through the birth. Just another example of that, and it's nothing to do with birth, and I hope no one gets queasy over this one, but a friend of mine had hypnosis to have her wisdom teeth out and her husband was the, the hypnotherapist working with her. And when, when the tooth was extracted, the, her husband said to stop the bleeding. And the dentist said, hang on a minute, we need a bit more bleeding to clean out the socket. And so she was given the suggestion to just let that bleeding happen. So, so when he said stop the bleeding, the bleeding stopped immediately. And when she was told, let that bleeding start again, it started immediately. So it was it was just a direct response from her subconscious to her body, which I think is quite phenomenal.
2: So essentially... And so
0: that's... Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, and that, that's something that you, you meditation cannot do. No, so this
2: auto-suggestion or placing in the good Absolutely. thought right over the, let's say, negative thought, I know it's yeah. more complicated than that, but I just see a little <laughs> bit of... Um, a similarity with almost neuroplasticity that we're changing the pathways that we want to be our thought processes going <laughs> along rather than the ones that don't serve us, let's just say. So we're strengthening those thought process in a way. And obviously that's a lot more than meditation where you're supposed to not think at all. Um, mm. It's, yeah, okay, great. And, yeah. and and this auto-suggestion or this, um, you know, I guess, um, yeah, the,
0: the – direct communication with the body. Yeah. You
2: you're also um are you listening all the time to something or that order suggestion or those affirmations or those thought is that something you listen to throughout or that's already now imprinted and you can go there yourself and access it.
0: Both actually. So you uh, we have got uh, CDs that mums can use during the birth and um, most of them do actually they have something playing constantly in the background, um, or they can just take themselves into that space and just be in a very quiet space and just using that those um, affirmations or those suggestions for themselves. So it just depends what they prefer, what works best for them. Or dad can be, you know, the partner can be making those suggestions for them.
2: Great. I'd love to hear from you
0: um, a, a
2: quote or an affirmation or something around birth or hypnobirthing that is meaningful to you
0: and and how you apply it in your life? Well, the quote that I really like is is from Marie Mongan, who started hypnobirthing, um, and she actually started it because she had some horrible birth experiences, and it wasn't until she had her last child that she had the birth that she wanted. And so the quote is, My dream is that every woman everywhere will know the joy of a truly safe, comfortable, and satisfying birth for herself and her baby.
2: Amazing, empowering and I I believe the same and I think you do too otherwise you wouldn't be doing what you're doing and I wouldn't be doing this podcast so um, that's great. Absolutely. And um, as you know, Mum's the Word is really about, you know, mum's not having to recreate the the wheel and for us to be, I guess, part of a larger community and um, that we can learn from others, uh, I guess, fortunes and, and maybe struggles. Where's maybe a struggle or something that was... Of, um, of a difficult time for you that you could share with us so that we can learn from, from that experience?
0: Well, I guess the time when my children were young, um, it's not really to do with birth, but when I was a new mum, my um, husband's family were all in Holland, so they were a long way away if you needed a babysitter, and my folks were in Ballarat, and uh, I didn't have any family close by. So I did feel a bit isolated but I, and I knew it took a village to raise a child. So basically I started my own village and gathered a group of like-minded mums and this was actually the days before the mums groups were, were um, set up by maternal health centres. And so I basically gathered the support of other mums in the same position and created a village and we would get together. We had Friday night drinkies every week and during the school holidays, once the kids were old enough during the school holidays, we actually took the kids camping most holidays so we 'd leave the dads back in Melbourne to work. I know very sexist, but um, it was just fantastic and, and it was it felt tribal it really did feel like a village, so with a group of mums um, all sharing the care of these little es, so you know we'd have a lot of kids running around, um, but it was just absolutely wonderful to to create that sense of community, and we're still connected today, so we still get together regularly, and um, we're all starting to have grandbabies, which is just gorgeous oh, I love and this week, my daughter said to me that she had friends coming around for Friday night drinkies and bringing their kids so <laughs> No. I thought that was pretty gorgeous.
2: And and if we could go back in time and knowing what you know now and, and having the life that you've had and I guess the teaching experiences, what would you tell either your younger pregnant self or what would, you, what would you want to share with new mums?
0: Well, yeah, interesting question. Um, I would love to have actually done that hypnosis for my own births, um, even though I did really, really well. um. And I didn't tell you my first bug was born in six hours from start to finish, so I think that was pretty good. Absolutely. But but one of the things I would love to do, if I could go back in time, is actually change the way I taught. I actually taught sex education in, in schools for many years and it was before I understood... About hypnosis and understood about the anatomy of the uterus and the role of fear in labor. And I would love to go back and, as I was teaching these, you know, and it was actually primary school children, teaching them about birth to actually teach them that it didn't have to be painful. So, to actually um, uh, ensure that they didn't have that conditioning. And, and and to start that quite young, I think that would be really fantastic to be able to. Because I, I taught hundreds and hundreds of children over the years, um, and so I wish I'd known to be able to teach them that yeah. that child yeah. ch- that women's bodies know how to give birth, and it doesn't have to be painful.
2: Couldn't agree more, and that was what I guess the main reason why I, I wanted to have my daughter at the birth of my son. And
0: mm-hmm. I would love every mother, or
2: you know, every um, older child, or older sibling to be able to witness um, birth. And there's a great book. I think it's called Baby Catcher, the, of a, the series mm-hmm. of a midwife and how many of the births and the home birth that she goes to, where other siblings were there. And I think it's just that that very. Like you said, that they have to see it, they see it's possible, and that imprints a lot more than reading it in a book or seeing it on a movie where they go, well, actually, that's not what it's like because I've seen it um, mm,
0: yeah. yeah, absolutely. So can I tell you about um my third birth? Yes, of my course. My son was four, my daughter was six at the time, and they um a friend was looking after the kids in the lounge outside, and this was at the birth center in um. Melbourne and for the last two pushes the kids were there and I was I was on my knees so I needed to be kind of organized and get up and my husband had the baby and I said take your top off you need to have a bare skin hug and so before we knew it my two children had whipped their tops off and they said daddy we want a bare skin hug too and so as, as soon as I'd had my my skin to skin contact all of the family had that skin-to-skin contact with this new baby, and she was so loved and bonded so beautifully
2: so with special. all, this yeah, so my special.
0: other children. Yeah, it was first very hour, cute,
2: right? The first amazing hour, yeah,
0: absolutely. And so that's another reason I teach hypnobirthing. birthing, so mums have a much better opportunity of that first hour being drug-free for the baby and for them. Yeah, and yeah. so yeah, that's... That um, that bonding is so precious.
2: No, thanks for sharing that. That's great. And mm-hmm. What's some of the best advice you ever received around birth or pregnancy or parenting?
0: Um, I think there was a book I read a long time ago, Early Days with Parenting, about your child's self-esteem and that's been that's kind of guided my parenting to take care of my children's self-esteem and that goes right from the start so to protect a baby when it's being born to protect its self-esteem and you know it seems seems quite ridiculous to some people but babies do remember birth and it's really important to honor and respect a child um, and to, to maintain that all through their life. So just really honouring my children, um, having respect for them all the way through.
2: And um, what's that book called, Alison?
0: Oh, it was, um, was a long time ago when my kids were little. It's, it is, it's called Your Child's Self-Esteem by Dorothy Briggs, I think. It was by, oh. And I actually bought, bought a copy for my daughter.
2: Nice. Now, so that leads it's, me into my next question about the invaluable mm-hmm. resources that you'd like to share with listeners, whether it be books or websites, um, that we can just get a few um, from your, uh, I guess, library.
0: Um, sure. Well, our website is hypnobirthing.com.au. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've also got a great Facebook page, which is Simply Natural Pregnancy, Childbirth and Parenting. So we post on there regularly all the interesting bits and pieces that we come across. Um, and the the book that I recommend for anyone who's pregnant and interested in hypnobirthing is, is the textbook for the course called Hypnobirthing by Marie Mongan.
2: And, and how can people, um, you know, best get in touch with you and find out more about your services? Maybe you'd like to share an email address or, or your business website or location
0: so that um, if they want to find you personally? Sure, absolutely. So my business is called Simply Natural Therapies and our shop's called Simply Natural Living. So the, the website's simplynaturaltherapies.com.au uh, and my, webs- my email address is alison at Simply Natural therapies.com.au uh, and the business is actually located in East Doncaster in Melbourne um, we're at 41 Tunstall Square and that's where we run our classes we have classes on um, weeknights and on weekends so um, and my daughter actually uh, is studying hypnobirthing so she'll be teaching as of probably April this year.
2: Well, that's great. That's great. So, obviously, inspired enough to get the family uh, on board. I love it.
0: Absolutely. Yep. It's gone full circle.
2: Well, thank you so much for, um, for being available and to uh, answer some of these questions that I know listeners have out there about is hypnobirthing for them and what can they expect? Um, you know, what it really entails and et cetera, et cetera. So, just want to say thank you. Thank you for giving back. Thank you for sharing your
0: amazing stories and, um, and for doing what you do. My absolute pleasure, Kaz. Thanks for your time. Oh, you're
2: very welcome. Okay, thank you.
0: Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Mums the Word. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, and join us on our Facebook page to help us share the message to more mums all over the world. We look forward to having you join us again next time, here on your trusted source for all mums everywhere, Mums the Word.